Richard, on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you? I'm like flipping out, Kelly. This is a dream come true. <laughs> the correct answer was seventeen. <laughs> Thirteen sons, two hosts, one podcast. This is the story of two normal, God-fearing Americans and their shameful descent into the diamond life. This is 16, a 17 fancast. I'm your co-host, Richard Minari. And I'm your other co-host, Kelly Smeema. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> and Kelly, what is the purpose of this podcast? So, here's the thing. I think... We need to get rid of this charade of professionalism. Yeah, we could only keep it up for maybe 30 seconds at most. I was literally about to laugh while you were doing <laughs> Same. the Same. Okay. No, we are professionals. Yes, absolutely. So, first, the purpose of this podcast is that K-pop is a scary place mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. I am very new to K-pop in that I did not enjoy it until <laughs> November of 2017, which is a few short months ago. <laughs> And since then, because of Richard and his poison, I have descended into the diamond life Mm -hmm. very quickly at at a very dangerous velocity (laughs) that I fear has smushed my bones (laughs) and, like, organs. And now I fear for my life and the the length of it I have left Mm -hmm. because I feel like it's shortened um, substantially Mm -hmm. from my... Uh, experience binge watching crack videos on youtube kind of reverse engineering everything uh realizing my decades worth of experience in anime is useless to me in this world uh which i guess shouldn't be surprising because korea and japan are two different nations with very different you know languages But, you know, I was naive and hopeful that something could have permeated through osmosis in those 10 years, Mm -hmm. but nothing has. Mm -hmm. And so the purpose of this podcast is for people to not be like us, Mm -hmm. to not have to suffer so much and really throw themselves in blind and completely into this world and understand what 17 is. I want I want to be a guiding force. I want the hand that was not there for me. Mm-hmm. Three months ago. <laughs> we are like the ombudsman to the canoe that is sailing along the river of this musical journey. You know? That was a terrible <laughs> metaphor, but it was also beautiful. Except replace like canoe with a roller coaster. Because as you said, the G-forces <laughs> from getting into K-pop will destroy you if you're not properly equipped, prepared, and emotionally ready. We are here to sturdy you up, bone up real hard on your vocabulary, on your knowledge, on your emotional strength. Just let us be your guide. Yeah, and everyone needs to keep their hands and feet inside the vehicle <laughs> at all times. It's very important. And if you think you're going to die, then then you'll die. Mm-hmm. You just, as our great Ming Hao once said. You cannot. Yes! <laughs> then you'll die. Uh, yeah, you can't, uh, you can't bail on this ride. This ride just keeps no. going. We've already locked the doors. We're here. <laughs> and the fact that you clicked on this podcast, which was a 17 fan cast, 
means you're locked and loaded. You've already sold your soul to these boys, or you are just thinking about selling your soul to these boys, and this has signed your name upon the contract. Mm -hmm. And we're here to be like, I know we're in hell now, (laughs) but, you know, we're going to be in here together. Mm -hmm. And I think just as important as it is to understand the terminology, to understand where to start, where to look at everything, it's also, it's, I've realized that this is a very spiritual journey of you finding your boy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And the boy that will be your fave, your friend till the end. Mm -hmm. And this podcast is also to help you find that, that, that pure joy Mm -hmm. of finding your boy. Your joy boy. So that will come later. Your boy joy. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So Richard, why, why us? Why are we... Why do we get to do this? What's so... Why? Why us? Well, so it's funny you say that because, I mean, you, you and I were experts on anime, right? Like, we are... Yes. the We're the leading field... We're the leading members of the field doing research, publishing papers, and getting the word out on, like, you know, new information about anime. Um, yeah. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. We do a podcast on it, so we're, we're experts. We're also experts on this, too. <laughs> I mean, I will say that I have consumed so much knowledge so quickly on Seventeen that it's honestly terrifying <laughs> and really puts into perspective how lazy I was for the four years of my college career because I'd never consumed anything like this <laughs> to the point where I know everyone's personality. I could pick them out from a crowd within two weeks. There's 13 of them. <laughs> That's my credentials. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Absolutely. It's a really a fun thing because usually Kelly knows everything about a thing and I'm just there, her witless pupil, getting, lear- getting knowledge up real hard about stuff that I just sort of looked at maybe a little bit. But this time, this time, I got to share my joy with Kelly. I got to show her a little piece of, a little shining jewel, a little shining diamond in our lives and let her have a little bit of it. And, and, and in this time, I happen to know some things about k-pop which is exciting and a first yeah richard really will be steering the reins until i of course supersede him with Mm -hmm. my obsessive nature absolutely she will take over me she will take over all of us just like a Mm -hmm. power through but yeah and and maybe real quick before we move on to explaining what the hell 17 is (laughs) maybe we should just state quick facts about ourselves so like who's our favorite boy Mm -hmm. our favorite song Mm -hmm. And what put us over the edge with this specific K-pop group? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Richard? So for me, um, I've been into K-pop for about the past year at this point. Uh, David, my boyfriend, has been super into it for a while. And he sort of sucked me in as, you know, friends do to each other. Um, they poison <laughs> them. Uh, and we were watching, like, top 10 choreographies of, like, the past year. And we were looking, we were like, oh, that's pretty good. They're pretty good. And then I think it was number six on this video. Uh, which is a crime, but we'll get to that later. Um, the, the sixth best choreography of 2017 that this YouTube user had insulted us by putting as number six. Uh, we saw uh, our attention was drawn to the thrusting of 13 perfectly synchronized hips in a song called Adieu Nice. Uh, we were completely taken aback. Everyone in the room turned to look at the TV and saw like 13 bodies moving in complete and utter synchronization. It was beautiful. It moved us all and we had to learn more. Uh, and so that's when we first got hooked on 17. It was only... Can I, oh, yeah, break, sure, can I break your belief system right now? Mm-hmm, sure. And your entire story? 
was is the video you're referring to the dance practice of very nice oh it was definitely the dance practice of very nice so how shocked will you be if i tell you that something i realized only like a week ago is that there are only 12 boys dancing in that video oh my god that's right i forgot who's sick was it Wan Wu? Wan Wu. yeah Wan was a sick boy he's he was not there for that video now that i remember oh well now i have no credibility oh, it's <laughs> keep going uh but yeah who's your favorite boy um, I bias Dino really hard. He's the Machne of the group. That sentence may not make a lot of sense right now, but it will very soon, I promise. Yes. Um, and uh, when I really got kicked over the edge was when I watched Pretty You, which I've seen um, 100 million times as of yesterday. When I watched it. Is that your times. favorite song That's by them? favorite song by them. Okay. Um, so for me, what put me into the 17 camp and into K-pop, I guess, was when Richard sent me that very same uh, Aju Nice dance practice video back in November and I was very intrigued and like oh no <laughs> and my co-worker watched over my shoulder and was like who are they <laughs> and also fell in deep at the same time and then we spent our entire lunch break just like clicking related dance practice videos of them and being like oh <laughs> so that was bad um that's when my life went to hell that exact moment mm -hmm. Um, my favorite boy is the King of China, June. He's a good boy. Mm -hmm. And my favorite song is My Eye, which is a <laughs> duet between him and the other Chinese boy in the group. But I guess my favorite title song of theirs, I don't know. I've been on a really big clap high recently. Oh, same. Oh. So, yeah. But maybe, like, we should say, what what is 17 oh, other than a number? Good question. We This is actually a fan cast about numbers and uh, specifically <laughs> the number 17. Um, yeah. So I like the number four out of the 17. Get out of here. <laughs> 17 is a K-pop boy band. They debuted in 2015. Is that correct, Kelly? Yes. Yes. Uh, With the song Adore You, mm -hmm. which... I didn't realize that was that, and I told you you were wrong when you said that. Ago, so I want to publicly apologize. Um, it was Adore You was there. Okay. Because, like, I had never heard of Slip Into the Diamond Life before, but yeah. Um, First of all, the song is called Shining Diamonds. That's just the lyric in it. Slip oh, into really? The oh, I'm, I, yes. I'm an expert. <laughs> Sorry. I keep interrupting. No, 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 no. Good, good, good. Because it's important. Um, so uh, they're, a bo they're a boy band uh, of... 13 members of varying sizes and <laughs> personalities. Um, and talents. And they're the best thing that's happened to me in the past 30 years. Yeah, mm -hmm. actually. <laughs> Since Accurate. before I was born. Richard, this is a very numbers-heavy podcast. <laughs> you say it's a band called 17, but there's 13 members. I'm just saying that you don't add up and you're gonna have to leave the premises. Ah, what you don't know, Kelly, is that I'm also a math expert. You see, Kelly Smimo, actually, there's a little, uh, what's that word? Uh, da Vinci Code sort of situation behind this, where if you look really closely, there are 13 boys, and there are three subgroups of boys. Let me tell you right now, those subgroups are hip-hop, vocal, and performance. Three subgroups, three plus 13 equals 16, but then, but then you go back one step further and realize that they're one whole family. 13 plus 3 plus 1 equals 17. Wow. Illuminati confirmed. Are you a math teacher? Yeah. <laughs> Illuminati confirmed, indeed. Um, I think the real reason 
They're called 7 teamed up 13 members is because four boys dropped out before they actually debuted and they didn't feel like changing the name or all their <laughs> logos. Uh, but we can go with the math one. That's fun. <laughs> math is fun here. Math is fun they here. We should start an educational program. <laughs> math was 17. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so 17 is a K-pop group. They're run by a company called Platus, mm-hmm. who is a company that exists. Mm-hmm. And Richard, what are your thoughts on Platus? Uh, oof. Well, so... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just a very brief little one sentence. Yeah, sure, definitely. Platus has made a couple great groups that I really love, and they made 17, so I love them. That's all I have to say on Platus. Okay. But I also... We can talk about Platus in another episode. Yes, we can. (laughs) Um, So 17 themselves, why have they captured our hearts? They're famous for their synchronization with all 13 members. Like, you... It is a religious experience to watch (laughs) them dance their super synchronized dance because it's like insane the level of sync they're in and they're also famous because they are self-produced in that one member produces most of their songs another member choreographs a lot of their dances himself and then all the hip-hop team kind of writes their own raps and then a lot of them write their own songs and lyrics Mm -hmm. so that's another reason why they're kind of big on the scene and why i love them and like some people might be like maybe they're just lying but then you actually like see them doing it Mm -hmm. in like these candid videos and it's like that's too it's too real for them not to be like they're very talented boys Mm -hmm. absolutely they're good boys who are these boys let's do a a quick rundown Mm -hmm. just names and what where they what the what their position is so first off who's number one number one would be the oldest member that would be s coops you I call him Scoops. Scoops, classic Scoops. He is the uh, leader of the hip hop unit, and he's also known as like the leader of Seventeen. He's sort of their 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 captain, their dad. Um, then we've got Jung Han. Okay, I'm just gonna say this right now. If I butcher Korean names, I'm really sorry. Yeah, I'm same. Do my best. Mm-hmm. Sounds nothing like Japanese, which is what I have fake knowledge of. <laughs> um, I can only know so many languages before I explode. Okay? <laughs> so I'm doing my best. Anyway, Jung Han. Mm-hmm. Uh, second oldest, he is the angel of the group, mm-hmm. <laughs> is his term. He is in the vocal team. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is Joshua. He is uh, another member of the vocal team. I think he's known as a lead vocalist, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And he is, uh, he was born in America, so he's uh, mixed white and uh, Korean. And he uh, came over to Korea from California back when he was 18. Yeah, fresh. Mm-hmm. Fresh, fresh American fresh boy. Fresh American boy. Next, we have uh, the king of the best boy of the group. I'm sorry, I can't be biased here. Next, we have June, who is uh, one of the Chinese members of the group. He was a child actor, and I'm sorry, I'm already giving way too many generations. <laughs> he is a member of the performance team. <laughs> he danced. He danced. Uh, next, we got Hoshi. He is the performance team leader, and he's also a main dancer. Uh, he sings and he raps as well. Um, yeah, they all sing and dance. They really honestly. do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These units are just like what they like do even best in, like <laughs> even better in. After Hoshi, we got Won Wu, um, the emo. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's a good boy. Won Wu uh, is a member of the um, hip hop unit. Yeah, he's the one who frowns a lot, but he's a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. He's very tall and his voice is very deep. Uh, next up is the shortest member of the group, who is Woozy. He's a small cat, uh, and he um, is the 
lead vocalist as well as the uh, one of the producers on. He's he's like the seventeen member who's the producer in the group. He works along with yeah. a professional producer to make their songs. I don't think we mentioned this, but Hoshi is their like lead choreographer. That's true. Their mm-hmm. Group. That's his big thing. That's his thing. Okay, after Woozy, we got DK, who's one of the little little class clowns of the group. <laughs> he is their one of their main vocalists, so he's on the vocal team, and he is. Whew, a good singer. Good singer, and he's very goofy. Uh, then we have Ming Yu. He's uh, another one of the rappers, and or another person from the hip-hop group, and he's very much uh, one of the main visuals of the group. He's very handsome, and he's also five years old, but not actually. In the inside, he's five years old. Um, he's also the tallest member. Mm. And then we have the eight, who is the other uh, Chinese member. Um, he is probably the most mature person, <laughs> uh, even though he is one of the youngest. And he is on the performance team, and he's also the main break dancer for the group. He does some stunts. He does some he does stunts. stunts. Uh, next up, we have Sun Quan, who is, oh, he's a child. Uh, I've said that too often. He's um, another, he's one of the main vocalists in the vocal unit, and he uh, is also the variety, a big variety personality. He's very... Uh, loud and very goofy and very funny and likes to take up lots of vocal space by yelling a lot. He is objectively their best singer. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, when he hits those high notes live, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Vernon, who is our other American. He is uh, mixed, and he actually came to Korea uh, when he was five. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have that many memories of being in America, though he was born in New York. So he got an, an East Coaster and a West Coast. It's a very beautiful international group, okay? Mm-hmm. And then we... And he's a rapper. Yeah, he's a rapper. <laughs> I forgot about that part. He's one of their lead rappers. Mm-hmm. Uh, then finally, the 13th boy is Dino. He is the youngest member of the group, and he is one of the performance team leaders, or one of the performance team members. He loves Michael Jackson, and that's all I'll say for now. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. And he's the baby. He's the baby of the group. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a very brief rundown of all the boys. And you're probably like, Kelly, Richard, that's too many boys. (laughs) I'll never keep them all straight in my head. How will I ever know this? And I'm like, I just want to be like, we're here to hold your hand. Mm -hmm. We understand what your pain is. I remember my first two weeks, I could not remember who anyone was. I didn't know who that Wonwu existed (laughs) because I could not tell him apart from like me and you or anyone. Uh Like we get, it's okay. We're here to help. So, like, after this kind of introductory episode, we're going to go through in depth, talk about each boy specifically, figure out, you know, how to spot him in a crowd. <laughs> how, like, where does this boy shine? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. where do I get the content I need if I love this boy? Absolutely. We're going to help you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to become like me, who within a month now can find June from just the back of his head in a blurry 240 pixelated video, like, instantly, okay? <sighs> I don't know if you want to get to that level, but that's what we're gonna do. Cause again, this is a this is a fast ride. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of G forces. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be bad, but we're gonna make it through together. Mm-hmm. That's the most important part. So we talked briefly about subunits, mm-hmm. and so the thing about Seventeen and something they've said in interviews is that their strength is the fact that they have so many members mm-hmm. that they can kind of break apart and focus in on things and kind of. Like when they're performing live, different groups can get on stage while other groups are resting, things like that. Mm -hmm. And so they have the three big subunits, which we talked about, were hip hop, 
uh, vocal and performance. Mm -hmm. And some of these are more obvious what they do <laughs> than others, maybe. So, <laughs> Richard, what does the hip hop unit do? The hip hop unit? Hmm. What do they do, Kelly? <laughs> well, they rap. All four members are um, their lead and main rappers. So they're the ones who, uh, they won't be singing as much, but they'll be dancing a lot and they'll be uh, doing a lot of the rap sections or like background rap. Dancing is a stretch. They'll be moving their arms. <laughs> yes. And like walking around and like sitting, but like really dramatically and like, it'll look really cool. But I think dancing is a stretch. Yeah, they pose more up there. They're there for like- When they're rapping, they're posing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'd say, like, uh, by conventional standards, they're considered to be the most visual heavy group. They have the most handsome mm. boys that are most popular among the majority of fans. Um, mm. There's uh, singles that they've released that are, um, that are because there are so many, like, members, they can, uh, the group is able to do uh, subunit dedicated songs. So there are a couple songs that only Hip Hop Unit did, which include Trauma, which was the most recent one, uh, Check In, so one of the early ones. Uh, if I lean on me, these are a couple songs that if you like the hip hop unit, you should check them out because they're just the hip hop unit. Yeah, and I I know Trauma and Check In definitely have really good music videos, mm -hmm. um, especially Trauma, where they're like tied up. I don't know what's going on, but they're in Trauma. <laughs> I'm in Trauma. <laughs> Here's the thing about this podcast is that Richard and I are both gifted beautiful singing voices and the ability to sing fluent korean just like like naturally so you'll be blessed with so many vocals mm -hmm, absolutely yeah. it'll all be fair use because it'll sound nothing like the originals <laughs> um and then uh another group that you might know what they do is the vocal teams <laughs> So what does what does the vocal team do? Well, it's a little fuzzy. Uh, mostly they sing. <laughs> yeah, they do a lot of acoustic versions of their big title songs, mm -hmm. which is like all 13 members singing. Mm -hmm. um, they do a lot of acoustic versions of that, a lot of like soulful ballads, mm -hmm. full of powerhouse singers. Yes. Like Sun Quan and DK are their big, big, big singers, mm -hmm. and they're both in the group. The thing about the vocal team is it's five members, so it's the biggest group, and I think it's also like, the craziest group yes. because you have DK and Sun Quan yep. in it causing mayhem <laughs> and Jung Han is there being a fake leader <laughs> like he's not the leader of the team Woozy is but Jung Han is the oldest and he's also just an enabler mm -hmm. disaster mm -hmm. absolutely and uh, they uh, also are the ones who will take most of the complicated singing parts in a lot of the songs mm -hmm. but in all honesty Everyone sings um, for the most yeah. part. But they do like high notes. That's Sun Quan's mm -hmm. territory. Mm -hmm. He's going to hit them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they and then in like group songs, usually like they'll get the focus when everyone else is dancing in the background and they'll be singing somewhere mm -hmm. in the front. Yeah. Like, you know, mm -hmm. um, and so some some songs to check out if you're a fan of the vocal team. Um, Pinwheel is their newest one, which has a music video. Chocolate has a fun music video and a uh, 20 is another one of theirs mm -hmm. yeah if yeah. you want to hit those hit those hit those notes hit those notes get embraced by that soulful music mm -hmm. and the third and final subunit of 17 is one that is very near to my heart and kelly's yeah. heart like very it's, near and dear it it's called the perfect team <laughs> <laughs> no they're called the we're gonna be unbiased on this podcast unbiased. this is for all this is for everyone mm -hmm. All carrots. We'll tell. We'll talk about this terminology in a second. Mm -hmm. No, uh, the performance team is the la the third group. 
and it's four members just like the rap team was four members mm -hmm. and performance team is just chock full of the best dancers <laughs> in the group which i think makes their music videos the most entertaining to watch i have to agree with you those are the music videos that i'll rewatch forever mm -hmm. because it's full of really cool dancing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but their music might not be to everyone's taste Absolutely. because it's more uh like synth and like yeah. beats a lot, lot less singing, a mm -hmm. lot more just music and like, I don't know, Richard, you were a music minor some, somewhat. <laughs> um, the word that I've heard thrown around with performance is aesthetic because like yes. it's less, it's like very like, not like, like high art of the music, especially high art of the K-pop where like there's like some cool, there's like a cool sound that's like very atmospheric and like mm -hmm. ambient and less like, um, uh, melodically driven, I guess is the way mm -hmm. to put it. Yeah, like there's a lot more like <laughs> to put it in uh, layman's oh terms. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that kind of level. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. I love it mm -hmm. to death. If you like watching cool people dance, if you want to impress people and be like, look at like how quality my boys are. Like, <laughs> give them Lily Yabai or highlight. Yeah. <laughs> Because those are two performance songs that have really well shot music videos where they're just dancing. And it's like, especially Lily Abai is literally just art on film. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just art. Just if you take nothing from this podcast, just watch Lily Abai. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Envy. Um, other songs by them that I don't think have music videos, but you can find their live performances of it. And they're fantastic are like, who, who is... Who is not safe for work, actually? <laughs> There's some, like, floor sex in that. It's inappropriate. June needs to be stopped. Mm -hmm. But um, if you're into that, and go for it. I, there's a clip of it just on repeat, I think, somewhere. <laughs> um, oh My God is another one. Uh, Swimming Fool. I'm pulling a lot of songs. Jam Jam, that's another one. Vernon's there, though. Uh, I know a lot about the points. <laughs> yeah, so that's just a little taste of the unit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there are three subunits. Um, we've used a lot of words that if you're familiar with K-pop, you'll probably understand. But if you're new to this whole scene, you might want to. Like I was. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, Kelly, like, I remember when you were messaging me earlier, you're like, what is, or like, you're like, I don't know what stand means. What does bias mean? <laughs> I needed a lot of help. I need, like, it felt like. Like, I understood fandom terms, and it's not like I was reading Korean. It was still, like, it's, like, K-pop terminology that I needed a dictionary for, and I could not find, like, in one spot, and had to, like, reverse engineer, reverse image search, <laughs> everything. And it was just, like, there was, it was just a lot of assumed knowledge that I didn't, that I didn't think was assumed. <laughs> I feel like it would help in this kind of introductory episode to kind of go forth and talk about the basic terminology for all of K-pop, and then we can talk about some 17 specific terms. Mm -hmm, sure. So like, in general, Richard, mm -hmm. what does it mean to have a role in a group? Like, what are these roles? What does that mean? Mm, absolutely. So um, in general, uh, when you're talking about K-pop, a, a member of a K-pop group will fall into one of three general roles. First of all, you've got your dancers who uh, focus mostly on moving their bodies around. Maybe they help out with choreography or training people with choreography. Uh, you have your vocalists who uh, focus primarily on singing. Uh, and then you have your rappers who mostly, you know, they take over the rap sections. Um, mm -hmm. Within each of those, uh, there are sub roles. There's mains, there's leads, and then there's also subs. Uh, no one... 
All of those words mean the same thing. Honestly. Basically, I yes. I don't understand what what's going on. <laughs> so mains will take uh, the really high, hard to reach notes. They usually have like the longest range or the widest range. Um, leads will maybe take the most lyrics because they'll just be in the for- forefront and then they'll leave the fancy stuff to the mains. And then subs are people who maybe do backup vocals or else like uh, have like little tiny snippets here and there. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. It's a, uh, it's, I don't think a lot, I think the distinction will vary depending on which fandom you're in, but it's, uh, right. yeah. And then what is this role of visual? <laughs> what kind of job is that? Is that a hard job? Like what is visual? Oh, it's what a hard job, Kelly. <laughs> The visual of a group is the person who looks real pretty. <laughs> the designated face of the group, mm-hmm. which is such a bizarre thing to me. I usually don't go for visuals. You don't go for them? I don't usually go for visuals because I'm like, they're too mainstream. Give me the, give me the <laughs> underdog who people don't say how handsome they are. <laughs> who's, who's the visual in Seventeen? Uh, everyone says that Wu and Mingyu are the visual kings, but like... I don't know. Mm, I think they're all <laughs> visuals. Mingyu is the visual. Mingyu is the visual king, absolutely. Right. Um, objectively speaking, mm-hmm. but unobjectively speaking, they all are. Mm-hmm. Especially your favorite boy. Especially He's favorite. the real visual. Absolutely. The secret visual. Speaking of my favorite boy, there's also um, uh, a couple other roles. Uh, there's leaders, which are people who uh, are like, maybe they're the oldest member or the people who are uh, trainees the longest. And they'll be the ones who usually like take the lead during variety shows to introduce the group, or they'll um, mm-hmm. they'll uh, help lead during uh, reality TV shows. And then there's also the Machne, which is kind of an informal group. It doesn't mean much besides they're the youngest member of the group, and they sort of are just often the brunt of bullying. <laughs> yes. So in Korea, like age matters a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to do with respect and things of that nature and so if you are the baby of the group you are the free labor of the group. Yes. <laughs> go do things for me Mark. Mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. and so dino is the baby of the group but he he fights back yeah he fights back the good boy mm-hmm. but speaking of this like respect culture and how age is important there are certain ways you address people in the group depending on your age order mm-hmm. Right, Richard? Absolutely. You got your hyungs, uh, which is specific to... It's really, for the purposes of 17, that's the, one of the most important ones. Uh, when you address someone as their hyung, uh, they're the, it's a boy talking to an older boy, like an older brother. Um, there are different ways you could say, like, unni is maybe uh, a younger boy talking to an older woman. Um, there's uh, uh, oppa, which is younger woman talking to an older man. Um, but like you mostly when we're talking about 17, you're going to hear Hyung a lot. Um, yeah. Dongsang, I'm not actually sure if that's an honorific, like grammatically, but, um, it's a term used to describe people who are younger than you. So if you're talking to someone who's younger than you, they might be your Dongsang, which I'm not pronouncing yeah. correctly, but who cares? Yeah. And when we mean my honorific, it means that it's something you put after the name. Yeah. So like, um, Dino would refer to everyone as like Hoshi Hyung mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like they're Hyung. Yeah. Junhyung. Junhyung. Um, but like Scoops doesn't talk well as Scoops. I'm gonna call him Scoops, and I'm sorry. That's totally fine about that, but I think it's funnier, uh, and it's easier on the tongue. Uh, Scoops doesn't have to call anyone Hyung mm-hmm. within his group because he's the oldest. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's like some. That's like some Korean. Yeah, this is some Korean. This is an educational podcast. Um, let's talk about some terms that aren't Korean mm-hmm. but are just K-pop specific. What is Stan? 
Who is this man named Stan <laughs> who has just infiltrated all of K-pop fandom? And why does he matter? I have no idea where the term Stan comes from. But to st- we're bad at researching. Yeah, we're bad at researching. I looked all over it and I, it, everyone said something different. But to stand someone or something is to choose them as your fave. To have them be the one that you just love the most and you identify. Like, that's part of your identity is to stand someone. And so people are 17 stands. Mm-hmm. Means that 17 is the ultimate K-pop group for them. Absolutely. And sometimes they'll say, like, I also stand, like, a specific member. Like, I'll stand S-Coops or I'll stand Dino. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's tricky because like a lot of people will say that they might stand a single group or they'll stand uh, one person from a bunch of different groups. Um, so yeah, it's a very fluid term, but it's important. It's whatever it, it means to you. Absolutely. You know, labels are here to make you feel better, <laughs> not for other people to put on you. Absolutely. Going off of stand is the term bias. Um, <laughs> I kind of like the term bias because like it means it's growing on me yeah like it's like you like all of them but there's one member of the group that you just like a lot yeah not you love I love all my 13 sons but my love is not all created equal yeah <laughs> I have it's not just a fave because they're all my faves I have a bias mm-hmm. toward this one boy mm-hmm. for example Richard's bias is Dino mm-hmm. and absolutely. my bias is June absolutely uh, it's someone who you would pick above all else uh who you constantly look for in your videos uh who you've always yep. got your eyes on um who you can figure out just by their jawline in a 240 <laughs> pixelated video in the back Kelly I love hearing these many different ways that you have picked apart every single detail of June and like are able to it's just really like bad. identify by anyway. It's gotten um, so bad that like I I delved into this world alongside my roommate slash coworker and was very vocal about my love for June <laughs> while she was still trying to figure out what her spot in this group was to the point where she literally she has been trained to look for June every time <laughs> the frame changes because that's just what I would do. I was like, oh June's over there. Mm-hmm. Oh June's over there. And so now she's just like, I have to look for June first and then I can look at it. And she's like June's not in her top five. And she also didn't realize that fan cams that weren't June existed. Oh my god, are you serious? <laughs> because I would just show her June fan cams. And then the one time I showed her a Soon Kwan one, she's like, wait, there's a Soon Kwan one? Oh my god. Wait, is there one for everyone? Oh my god. That's how bad I was. What's a fan cam? Oh yeah, that's an important one. Fan cams are when specific fans will dedicate their whole fan their fan activities to their fan sites. Their fan basically. sites to following around a single member as they perform. So they'll train their camera to just capture this specific boy, which is very useful in Seventeen when there's thirteen of them and you can get lost in the crowd. Mm-hmm, absolutely, they provide a very valuable service. Mm-hmm. Um, I jumped around a lot because we didn't talk about what a bias record is. Oh yeah, yeah, that um, bias record real quick. Um, Kelly is an expert at introducing bias wrecking um, because of how she's influenced how I view June. Um, there are lots of different, like, seriously. Um, a bias wrecker is when a member, like, you have your bias and you're comfortable with them and you know them and that's it. But then, like, suddenly some new promotional content comes out from the company and another member's just doing, doing great. They're doing good stuff. They're performing. They're looking good. And suddenly your eyes get drawn to this person and your bias has officially been wrecked. Maybe you still have your old bias, but this new bias wrecker is making you question all of your decisions. For me, my bias wrecker is Wonwoo, who is just <laughs> literally when I, there's a bias sorter quiz where they like make you choose between boys and it gives you a list of like where these boys are ranked within your life. And Wonwoo was always near the bottom because I 
honestly could not figure out who he was <laughs> for the longest time. But now that I know who he is and like have noticed more things about him, he has steadily been climbing up the list where he's like in fourth now and like it's bad. One mm-hmm, one needs to chill. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Is June your bias wrecker, Richard? June has wrecked my bias a couple times. Um, I've I always <laughs> come back to my main Dino, but you know, yeah, uh, he's wrecked me a couple times. He's made me question my choices. Yeah, that's what a bias wrecker is all about: uh-huh. questioning your entire life <laughs> and what you've believed so far. Mm-hmm, absolutely. All um, right, can we get back to some Korean? Oh yeah, some Korean. Let's talk about some Aegyo, Kelly. Is that how you pronounce it, Aegyo? I think so. I need wow, to look at an. We are IPA great. Chart. That's true. We're linguists. Yeah, we're linguists. Uh, Aegyo we're... is uh, cute displays of affection, which are often done through facial expressions, gestures, cute baby voices, and uh, they are, um, it's usually something that's like expected of girl groups, but uh, boy groups will often do them uh, sometimes as a joke, sometimes to destroy the hearts of their fans, Uh, you know, how it goes. (laughs) Yeah, so it's like overly cutesy behavior where like hands are up near their face doing like little crying fists or little peace sign bunny ears, and it's nauseating, but you can't look away. You can't look away. You love it. Um, and different members have different affinities to Aegyo. Some members are very good at it, like Woozy, mm-hmm. V8. Um, some members are really bad at it, like Hoshi, but still try. Hoshi's great. Hoshi's <laughs> but he, very good at he's it. He's really funny. <laughs> and some members actively hate it, like Sun Kwang, mm-hmm. who will attack anyone who tries. <laughs> to be cutesy. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's a very good at it, but he hates himself inside. Mm-hmm. The fans need him to do it, and he is... He does it for them. (laughs) Only for them. Yes. And then I think this is an important just term to, Korean word to know, because it gets thrown around a lot, Mm -hmm. and it's saranghae. I think I said that right. Mm -hmm. And that means love. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so they're always saying it. And so I want you to know that when they're saying that, they're saying it to you. They're saying that they love you. (laughs) And you need to really take that to heart, because they're saying it to you personally, Mm -hmm. listener. Mm -hmm. I love you. talk a little bit about variety and variety skill kelly real quick okay um okay. so um k-pop idols uh they're not just uh performers uh, producers of music videos and albums they also are expected to um take part in reality tv and um uh, variety shows uh there's like one uh really famous one called weekly idol which you'll basically see mm. any mainstream k-pop group will be on there uh and They'll do stuff like they'll answer questions, they'll play games, they'll do fun little activities. And uh, so like those are variety shows. And there are usually particular members who are exceptionally good at these shows in that they'll be great conversationalists, they'll, t- um, they'll answer questions very well, or they'll be really funny. And uh, those members are often said to have variety skill. Um, and so like people with variety skill in uh, 17 include Sung Kwan has really good variety skill. Hoshi has great variety skill. And like they're the ones who will often MC like little group conversations in uh, like uh, fan uh, videos if they need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't actually know this one until you wrote it down in our Google talk. So what is this? Oh, yeah. That one right there is Eep Talk, a uh, fairy. Um, a fairy is someone who's really good at something, like, and they're, like, skilled at it, but also they're delicate and small. Uh, so, that makes so much sense. Yeah, okay. Wan Wu was called the gardening fairy for a while, like, in one fine day, because he loved his garden. Uh, I don't know if he did yeah. a good job, but apparently he likes it and he's good at it. Mm-hmm. People will call each other fairy, like, oh, you're so good at this, you're the baggage-carrying fairy. Or uh, mm-hmm. members will say that to each other a lot. So if you see that term, that's where it is. That's what it means. Iptal. And that's important to know because in America, that term has a different connotation. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see 
you know, you're in a different place. Mm -hmm. Words mean different things. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. A trainee is before an idol group debuts. Mm -hmm. They're a trainee and they're training to be an idol. K-pop is a crazy, <laughs> horrible institution mm -hmm. of companies preying upon children and making them train all their lives until they debut. Mm -hmm. uh, but we'll talk about that <laughs> maybe some other time. But the trainee is basically the... Um, the life stage of a K-pop idol before they, <laughs> when they're in the cocoon, mm -hmm. before they metamorphose into a beautiful butterfly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. During debut. Mm -hmm. Music videos are often, uh, uh, what's that word? Uh, abbreviated as MV. Um, so that's uh, something, that's just a phrase that you'll see a lot uh, when you're, if you're trying to look for videos, uh, search for the song you're looking for on YouTube and then uh, type in MV as well. And you'll find the original music video that was produced along with the song. Uh, so mm -hmm. check that out. That's some useful vocab. When a K-pop group releases their title song, it kind of, for their new album or their new release of whatever single, um, it starts a new era. Mm -hmm. So in, for Seventeen specifically, when they released Pretty You, it became the Pretty You era. And then right now we're in the Clap era, but at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and when people, people, I, what, what I see normally with that term is people talking about their hair. Yeah. <laughs> because, so, okay, just... A tip which I realized very quickly is you cannot learn these boys by their hair color slash style because literally in every video it's different mm -hmm. um, and so people refer to the hairstyles by the era so people will be like oh this is fan art from Hoshi and his pretty you era mm -hmm. or Dino and his like awful Manse era <laughs> haircut oh, things like that we, 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 don't, we don't have to talk about that. So that's what era means. It's mm -hmm. that period of time after one of their title songs dropped mm -hmm. um, or their album dropped or whatever mm -hmm. before they switch up their look completely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. Uh, next up is a music show. This is um, a little different from a pro like a live performance or a concert. Uh, music shows are where maybe they're performing uh, their own songs, but they'll also maybe doing covers of other songs. I think afterwards they often have fan meetups as well, but I'm not positive. I need to... I need to break. And what's a fan meetup? Oh, a fan meetup. Ooh. So <laughs> after a concert, you can pay, oh, I want to say thousands of dollars, but it's probably close to hundreds of dollars to um, <laughs> go to a panel of the K-pop group and walk up to them and meet them in person. And uh, often it is uh, shown by people giving these idols a lot of gifts and uh, wanting their autographs and they get to chat with them for a little bit. Um, and then mm -hmm. one of the funny things about fan meetups and signings is that there are these like producers who are walking back and forth behind the table, just like they have to take help the idols manage the sheer number of gifts that they're getting because it is ridiculous from their fans. They're fun. They're fun videos of mm -hmm. fan meetups from the fan sites and like focuses on each member and them doing weird stuff when they're bored waiting for people to come talk to them. <laughs> it's a fun time. And what is a repackage? Oh, a repackage. This is something interesting. So this is something David pointed out to me that I hadn't really thought about. Um, often uh, if like a group releases a single um, and it's very popular, um, it, but it's not part of a larger album, uh, a song will get repackaged and stuck back into a new album that maybe comes out later, and then they'll, uh, the group will release that. And this often signals the, the start of a new era as well. So um, with Teenage that recently came out, uh, that was the most, uh, 17's most recent album, uh, they put in a couple singles that were released earlier into this album, and it sort of signals this new promotional area. It's very blue, the teenage years, um, mm. and I see lots of glasses as well. 
uh, and their hair is very, lots of pastel colors. I'm really into it. You put in the next one. I don't know what that means. Oh, daybak. Uh, this is just another uh, a Korean word. It means jackpot or party. And so, like, uh, you'll hear that in a lot of variety shows. People yelling, oh, it's going to be daybak. Or, oh, this is daybak. We had a good thing. So, yeah. And then another, a couple other terms that I think people mention and people don't really know is, like, there's a proliferation of acrostic poems. <laughs> yeah. Especially in 17, where Joshua reigns supreme about them. I didn't really know what an acrostic poem really was. Um, but it's basically you take, like, or the, the letters of the word. You mm. pick a word. And then you have to make a poem where the first, where the, the each line starts with the first letter of the initial word. Mm -hmm. Or with the let, with a letter of the initial word. Mm. And you go in order, right? Yeah, it's like, a, like, I think we have acrostic poems, but they're not as big as they are. In, no, they're in not, like, yeah. apparently it's like a talent to be able to just pull them out of your butt, like, <laughs> on command, <laughs> live. And Joshua's just really good Josh at it. Joshua's real good at it. Uh, like, so here, Richard, I'm going to challenge you. Make an acrostic poem for the word cat. Uh, can't we all get along? And then... Aren't we all in this big world together? And then too many have died. <laughs> Great. Terrible. Usually I think the acrostic poem has to be themed upon the original word, but nope. maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> it probably does. <laughs> Beautiful, Richard. Thank you for terrifying. that wonderful example. <laughs> Are you doing okay? Oh, yeah, sure. I love cats. <laughs> Um, eye smiles are another term I hear a lot, and it's basically like certain idols when they smile and their eyes close and make like a crescent shape. Hmm. Um, it's called an eye smile, and it's something very cutesy. Hoshi and Woozy, I think, get a lot of comments about how cute their eye smiles are within Seventeen. Mm -hmm. Are you okay, Richard? <laughs> I'll be okay. And then year liners is another term that I find interesting because age is just so important in Korea, mm -hmm. um, where and grouping, I think like it's really funny that like and we'll talk about it again soon is that at least within 17 and probably within a lot of k-pop fandoms but i only have experience in 17 is this need to categorize mm -hmm. and regroup the members as much as possible <laughs> into like subgroups so year liners is another way to do that where you can where you talk about all the boys born in a certain year mm -hmm. so the oldest group is the 95 liners in 17 who are like s coops uh jong han and joshua and so they're their own group. And then you have the 96 liners and then the 97 liners, the 98 liners. And then I don't think there's a 99 liner because it's just Dino chilling. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's another way to categorize the groups mm -hmm. with age. And then there's the term skinship, which is a weird term that I'd not really encountered before. <laughs> I've never heard of this word before. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh my God. They constantly talk about it in like YouTube uh, comments. Oh. And things like that are being like, ah, oh, this member loves, like, June loves skinship and da-da-da. It's basically when an idol's very clingy. Or, oh. like, holding, like, another idol, like, maybe, like, wrapping their arm around their shoulder or, like, holding their hand or leaning against them. They're like, oh, look at all the skinship. And I'm like, that is such a weird That's term. such a weird term. It makes me kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> that is something you will encounter, and that is what that means. It's not inherently a sexual thing. It just means, like, they're kind of clingy. Mm -hmm. They've got kinship <laughs> with the skin. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's like just kind of basic overall K-pop stuff. We mm -hmm. gave specific examples, but then there's just some specific 17 terms we kind of want to knock right off now mm -hmm. for newbies. Richard, what is a carrot? A carrot is an orange vegetable that is eaten for oh. vitamin C in case. <laughs> right? <laughs> sure. So carrots are the fandom group name 
that Seventeen has given their fans. Mm-hmm. And it's based off of the fact that the one of their initial songs was called Shining Diamonds, where they're like, slip into the diamond light. Slip into the diamond light. That's June's yeah. one line in that song. <laughs> uh, and they're like, Seventeen Carat diamond that kind of carrot is what they call us fans so if you're watching a video and they say carrots a lot it means they're talking to you they're talking to you they're talking to you specifically and they love you and they want you to know that uh so we're all carrot yeah richard i was just gonna say i want to go on the record as saying i never liked the term carrots but i like it now i i like it now that they make a lot of puns with the vegetable yeah same i think that's funny jeju Do is, I don't know if I'm saying that right, is a thing that they talk about a lot uh, specifically. And it's because Jeju is an island and that's where Sun Kwan is from. Mm -hmm. And Sun Kwan's one of their most talkative members. So he talks about it a lot. Mm -hmm. He's very proud to be from Jeju. And he apparently has an accent sometimes from that island that they'll comment on. Mm -hmm. So whenever they say that or mention it and they bring it up a lot, Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just where Sun Kwan's from. Mm And then we got some more categorizing. Yep, some more ca- <laughs> some more lines. Some more lines. Everyone likes lines. Mm-hmm. So China line is literally just the group term for the two Chinese boys. Mm-hmm. They are the China line. Mm-hmm. And they do have a duet specific for just the two of them. And they also translated it to sing it just in Chinese. So that's pretty cool. They did? Yeah, there's a Chinese version of My Eye. I gotta listen to that. I love it. Oh my God, Richard, are you oh serious? Oh my God. It's very good. Because they initially wrote it in Chinese and then they translated it to Korean. And then in the same vein, you have English line, which is Joshua and Vernon, who are the two English speakers mm-hmm. of the group. Although all of the boys have said a thing in English at some point, <laughs> with varying degrees of success. But um, they're the two English, fluent English speakers. Mm-hmm. And they do also have a duet. It's called Rocket, mm-hmm. and it's the best song. It's very good. <laughs> deserves an MV, and it doesn't have one. <laughs> and then another thing that I think deserves some sort of recognition is Hoshi's Hoshi's single song that he screams whenever he wants to randomly and if you don't know what it's referencing to it's just scary that he gets so emotional and just says Burada Hurricane just out of nowhere that's because it's like an in-joke about a song he's gonna make and then he actually did make it <laughs> but it didn't release officially or anything like that mm. And it just means blow hurricane. So if he just starts getting real red in the face and screams, that's what he's doing. That's what that is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hurricane. Um, one other note that I want to make while we're just talking about like uh, all this vocab is one thing that's important when you're starting to learn K-pop is realizing that uh, the members often have stage names and then they'll have their actual yes. given names. Um, and so Very true. I still don't know all of, i'm gonna come clean here i don't know all of 17's given names to be perfectly honest i'm still learning those we'll we'll be learning them in depth every episode after this mm-hmm, definitely but if like you're watching if you're reading comments or if you're watching videos where they're talking to each other in a more in a less performative manner like in a more casual manner and they refer to each other by names you've never heard before it's likely their given name and not their stage name yeah. yeah. Or if you're like looking at comments and people are talking about people you don't know who they are, it's probably just their given name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to know that the eight's parents don't hate him and named him the eight. You know, <laughs> he has a name. It's Ming Hao. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Is he the eighth member or no? So he, so that's funny. He's not <laughs> age wise for sure, but in their official lineup, he switched places with DK to be the eighth member. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so people are always confused and think that the eight is like older than he is, but mm. he's not. Mm. That's incredible. 
That's incredible. So this was a basic four-way foray. What? A basic introduction. Listen, leave me alone. (laughs) This was a basic descent into the diamond life, an introductory piece. Um, Veteran Carrots, you're probably like, why aren't you talking about the new album that just released yesterday? Well, we recorded this way in advance, so we don't know (laughs) what's going on there. We'll probably release something later this week talking about that album just for everyone who wants to scream about it, including us. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, this was just a basic introductory to kind of help newer fans, because I know how that feels, and it's kind of alienating. Mm -hmm. So hopefully this this will be helpful. And what we'll be doing for the next 13 episodes is focusing solely on one boy per episode and telling you everything you need to know and where you can find more. Does that make sense, Richard? I'm so excited, Kelly Smimo. I know. This is going to be so good. And for Veteran Carrots, at the beginning of every episode, we'll talk about recent news. So you'll get your little fix. And then you can keep watching, listening if it's your favorite boy. And if you don't care, whatever. We're all just having fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. Now, Richard. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Uh, so, I, Kelly, are there some people we'd like to thank? No. Dang. Darn it. <laughs> we want to thank Hyper Potions for letting us use their song Friends as our theme song. Check out their YouTube page at the link in our description. You can also find us at our website, svt16.wordpress.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play Music. Uh, and give us five stars, please. Ooh. Also, if you ever want to send anything our way, you can email us at our very brand new Gmail uh, svt16 at gmail.com. If you're new to 17, just go listen to all their title tracks mm-hmm. and watch those good boys dance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For you, adore you, clap, very nice. Boom, boom. And so this has been 16, say the name, SVT, Systemic Visceral Theater. Yep, that's what it stands for. <laughs> Until next time. Next week, we're going to meet our dad. In a world dominated by live-action nonsense, two losers step up from the fray to talk about even dumber animated things. And they took him, and they beat him, and they killed him, and then they brought him back to burn him in front of my eyes. This is the story of Spyro the Dragon. So here's my concept. We import Jurassic Park into an anime, but instead of the main characters being people, What I want is to make it a magical girl anime where the girls transform into dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot more to this than my initial idea of just having Pokemon kiss each other. Hi, my name is Kelly. And I'm Richard. And we host a podcast called Animate the World about animation in all its wonderful forms. Come hang out with us every other Tuesday. We can't Anna wait to meet you. Shut up, Richard.